Hey, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com. Welcome back to another episode. This one I wanted to talk about how to become a professional developer. And in particular, what I think are the three telltale signs of a professional level developer. And I think this is the thing that people sort of get fixated on. I get asked a lot, a lot about it. And so I wanted to sort of start the conversation. I don't really feel this is the end of the conversation because I think this is very subjective. Um, but I wanted to sort of give you my thoughts on it and, and you can sort of go from there. And this comes up actually, this was actually a review uh, on my from one of my courses over on Skillshare, but I think an interesting comment here that I wanted to address. So it came from Taylor Wilkinson and he said, I've been a fan of John's content on YouTube, but this was the first course of his I've taken and I'm really happy I did. I was familiar with all the technologies used, but I'm stuck in tutorial purgatory. I'm confident that I can build things, but I'm not confident that I can deliver professional results to clients. This course is a great way to work on a real project and gain some confidence and experience. I'll be going through John's Oop course soon. I highly recommend this course to anyone who's familiar with the technologies used and wants to put them together into a practical project. So again, this idea of delivering professional results to clients. What does that actually mean? Because a lot of people talk about it, but I don't know if it's well-defined. I've seen people take stabs at it but uh, you know i don't think there's anything sort of objective out there that you can say this is this is professional this isn't outside of you know the the sort of standard thing which is a professional someone who gets paid to do something so a professional difference between a professional basketball player and an amateur is the pro gets paid well i think when we talk about professional being a professional developer we mean more than that and so, again, I want to sort of start to tackle this and give you some of my own insights of, you know, over 14, 15 years of doing this. So with that said, let's go ahead and dive into this. The first thing then that I think matters is the obvious one. I think this is probably the one people think about most, and that is code quality. And to to really be a professional here, again, it's obvious, but I want to go through it. And and to be a professional here, you have to go beyond the the standard of it works, right? That's the minimum standard. If you want to be a professional, it's really a lot more than that. So your application has to be designed well. It, it's the code being organized, easy to read uh, and understand it being commented well, but also sort of the logic behind why you built it the way you built it sort of making sense. And again, this is really subjective right? Everybody's going to have their own opinions on it. The thing to do is develop your own stance. First off, understand that that sort of thing matters, that how you think about designing it and putting it together, that stuff matters. And, and, and to think those things through and then develop your own standard. And over time, constantly upgrade that standard. Uh, so your code quality is always getting better. Your application design quality is always getting better. And you build really high quality and products that people like using that work well, that are able, that, that are easy to maintain, sustain and, and grow. And if you just keep focused on that and, and keep trying to always up your game, then, you know, you're going to be ahead of a lot of the people who just simply don't do those things. Now, my pro tip here is to try to develop some sort of code quality checklist or process or standard that you can follow. You want a routine objective method for ensuring that you have high quality code. So a check checklist of things for you to go through once you're done writing your application, because it's always going to get a little messy when you're in the thick of it, but go back and look through and go, okay, these are, this is a checklist of things that I can do to make this, you know, a higher quality, more sustainable, easier to understand, etc. 
Now you can use things like Zend has a coding quality standard uh, sort of a standard that you can sort of look through. WordPress has one if you're developing in WordPress. You can use those as sort of minimum standards or to get ideas from, or you can just sort of Google that sort of thing um, and get some ideas for for what you want your standard to be. But uh, I recommend if you're working with sort of a technology like WordPress or whatever, understanding and using their standard. Otherwise, if you're outside of something like that, sort of on your own, developing your own standards for doing that. Now, as a little bit of an aside here, in my opinion, gaining confidence in this area, getting to the point where you you know you're developing, you're, you're delivering professional level results, right? Because that's the question. Am I doing it? Getting that confidence to where you know that you're doing that comes from a combination of language-based and project-based courses because you need to understand the and, and learn the underlying languages, right? You, you need to really know those at a deep level, but you also need to learn implementation, how to put them all together. And that's what project-based courses are designed for. And I think that's why tell, Taylor felt his confidence surge from my website template course because it, it's sort of like practicing all week let's say you play football you're practicing all week you think you're getting better but you don't really know until you get out on the field and then you destroy the other team that you're playing against right now you know you're you 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 uh have gotten better and nothing can compete with that sort of earned confidence that's what uh project-based courses in my opinion do is they they put you in that implementation zone for you to show yourself that you can actually uh execute on these things Anyway, if you want to take the exact course that Taylor took, you can get access to it for nothing over on Skillshare. Just go to johnmorrisonline.com slash web design to get no cost access. Again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash web design. All right. So with that said, I think the second thing then is designed quality. And the point I want to make here is users don't read your code, right? That That's the majority of cases they're not going to read your code. They're only going to see the interface. So how it looks and feels should reflect how well it's coded. If you do a really good job of writing your backend code, you're doing yourself a disservice if the front end is ugly or doesn't fun doesn't you know functionally work well or make sense. You're making people think that you wrote a, a crappy piece of software when in reality you've spent a lot of time on the back end. So you need to realize that whether you like it or not, whether it's something that you really want to get into or not, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter because as much as we say, don't judge a book by its cover, people do. And so you want to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward and that, that you are representing the quality of your backend code by how it looks and feels on the front end. Now, of course, it's more than just looking pretty. It's also UX too and, and creating interfaces that aren't a nightmare to use. So, uh, it's not just design, it's not just how it looks, but it's also function and how it operates and making sure it makes sense and it's easy to use and so forth. Now, my pro tip here, and I there are probably some pushback or people that might dis disagree here, but uh, my pro tip is simplicity. In almost every case, if you can make something simpler to understand and use, the end user will have a more positive experience. So, and, and again, this goes sort of back to checking your ego a little bit and you know not not trying to just do cool things and show off how good of a coder you are right it's 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 less about that and it's more about clarity 
making sure things make sense and and simplicity and ease of use and how you design it, how things function, how it's laid out, all of those things. The more clear and simple it can be, oftentimes that'll be the thing that makes people have a positive experience with your application. So don't try and get too fancy. Uh, try to keep it as simple as possible while not also undercutting the functionality of what you want your application to actually do. All right. Third thing then here is experience. And, you know, this is <laughs> this is sort of one I've been harping on for a while, but you can make all the great stuff in the world, but if you're a pain in the butt to work with, then, you know, people aren't going to want to work with you. The the reality of it is is there's all sorts of developers. There's thousands, tens of thousands, maybe even hundreds of thousands or more, probably millions of developers out there, right? There's somebody who can do what you can do. So if you think that you can get away with, oh, I'm really good at what I do so I can be a complete pain in the butt, uh, it, you know, you're likely not going to get very far that way. So uh, are you easy to work with? Do clients, bosses, or coworkers, do they have to drag updates and communication out of you? Are you someone that can be relied upon? All those things. A professional level developer doesn't just deliver quality products. They also deliver a quality experience, a superior experience. That is part of being a professional. And you really have to embrace that if that's, if that's your goal, to be a professional. Now, my sort of pro tip here that I'll give you is that in my own experience, whenever I got into any problems with you know there, there being some sort of a client not having a good experience, there being some sort of issue or I got in a bad spot with a client, it almost always came down to me not properly setting boundaries uh, or expectations. And so I think uh, setting boundaries and expectation setting are the cornerstone of a positive experience. If you do that properly, you put yourself in a position to be able to give them a, a superior experience because their expectations are in the right place because you've set those expectations. You've set boundaries pro properly. They know what to expect. Uh, and now you can deliver on that and anything you over deliver in, in, in that regard now is positioned as something extra that makes them really enjoy the experience. So again, uh, expectation setting. And the big thing here is do not over promise. I see so many people, especially in the freelance world, freelance developers who just want to get the work, they over promise to the hills. And then when it comes time to deliver, they've over promised so much. There's just no way they could actually deliver on what they promised. So do not over promise Learn to say no when it's appropriate and set expectations properly and you're going to be in a lot better position to be able to uh, give them a superior experience. So those are the three things that uh, I think are at least, you know, sort of cornerstone things or important things when it comes to what makes a professional level developer. Again, not the end all be all, but I think very important things in my own experience. So. Hopefully you got something out of that. If you did, I'd appreciate it if you would support the show. You can do so over at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. You'll learn about all the perks you're going to get there. Essentially, my brain dump of uh, all of my different courses, uh, tutorials, source code, literally everything uh, that I create, I pretty much put over there. Uh, so if you want access to that, again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. Or you can get access to all of my officially released courses, polished uh, and, and so forth for nothing over at johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. So as a teacher over there, I can give you an exclusive two-month 
free trial of Skillshare, you get access to all of my courses plus 21,000 plus other courses. Uh, for that two month period, you can take, you could access to everything. You'd take as many courses as you want. You take all of my courses on that time if you'd like, and then simply cancel before the two months is up and you'll never pay a penny. So it's a really great way to get access to the coding training, the freelancing training that, that you want or whatever kind of training you want without having to spend an arm and a leg to do it. So again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash Skillshare. All right, that'll do it. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time.